Before we get too far into this podcast, thank you to the folks at Racetech. Pulp 22 is the code to save. Well, it's going to be Pulp 23 real soon. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX Show. Tell them you listen to Steve Mathis. They'll give you a discount. Racetech.com, privateer proven. They've been in the game for a long, long time, and they can make your bike work better. Get your suspension oil changed. Get the right spring rate for your weight and or speed. And uh, Racetech can help you out. And also, they'll sign an NDA. And they'll do your motor work for you. Uh, they have a lot of CNC machines and uh, certainly on the cutting edge of what's working in our sport, both suspension and motors, race tech. Thanks to the folks at All Balls Racing, whether it's hot cams, whether it's hot rods, whether it's Vertex Pistons, allballsracing.com has got everything you need for your bike. Great prices as well. Go there. Go order, it through, order it through Motorsport. The, the quality of the parts are fantastic. I've used it in all of my vintage builds and uh, along with my own bikes. So please check out allballsracing.com and be much more satisfied with some of the pricing and product that you can get from those guys all right on to the show a pulp mx network production welcome to the fly racing steve mathis show presented by maxis tires renthal motosport.com and kuba links on racerxonline.com With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Anaheim on Review. It is here. It is time. Myself, Weege, JT, breaking it all down. Thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, 5.7 million downloads across the Pulp MX network last year across all our shows. That's awesome. Thank you, everybody. Super appreciate it. Of course, the folks at Fly Racing, the LE stuff came out. You saw it. RJ Hampshire, all the Fly Racing guys had it on and uh, looking really good. It's available now at motorsport.com or your local dealer. It's the Evo line. It's uh, a white and black and like a bronze. Super cool color combo. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Love the Formula Helmet. They got the Zone Pro goggles as well that uh, Brayton took on a podium last year. So head to toe, Fly Racing's got you covered. Check them out and uh, see the catalog. And whether it's snow stuff, whether it's watercraft stuff, moto stuff, Fly Racing's got it all. Casual wear as well. Big things coming from the Fly Racing guys. I guarantee you, you'll find a set of gear or a color combo that you like. Thank you to those guys. Renthal as well, whether it's Red Bull KTM, uh, Honda, Kawasaki Factory Team, whatever it is, they're using Renthal sprockets and chains and bars. Thank you to the guys at Renthal, Renthal.com, and uh, 7 8 Bar all the way to the Fat Bar 36. They'll have you covered. Thank you to Renthal, uh, Grips, and a dealer locator on their website, as long as a bar bend custom chart as well on their website. Mountain bike stuff. they got aluminum and carbon bars. they got stems as well. Renthal.com for more information. If you're listening to this and you ride a dirt bike, chances are you use something from Renthal and you've seen the quality that they have. Thank you to those guys. Maxxis Tires as well. A-Ray almost putting it in the main event with the Maxxis Tires. Big things coming from those guys. Uh, today's the 8th, so maybe like a week. 
Maxxis.com for more information. Mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. You haven't thought about Maxxis tires for a while. Well, they support this pod and they support the sport in a number of ways. So please check them out. Maxxis.com for more information on that. Coba links and um, motorsport.com. We'll tell you about more about later. But thank you for listening. Here's JT and I with very little arguing about Anaheim 1. All right, now, as promised on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, Anaheim 1 review. We are back. Some say we are better than ever. I'm not sure. You guys can be the one to judge. But, again, thank you to Fly, Maxis, Renthal, Cobolinks, Motorsport.com, and uh, the guys at Onyx Maps for this review show. We're going to be here each and every week. The three of us, or at least uh, two of us in a, a fill-in or here and there or whatever. But first up, he is uh, from Fly Racing. He is in the Pulp Mex Show studios doing the Pulp Show tomorrow night. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? I'm here. Uh no, it's it's such a great weekend. A one is always awesome. It's chaotic for us, but to be able to do uh, the pulp show the Monday after is a big deal, especially when we had a limited edition gear launch. Um, so yeah, absolutely love it to be here. Yeah, some LE stuff out now. That is, um, it, it's limited. I know yes. it's like, yeah, we do. Uh, it's about seven hundred sets, something okay. like that. I mean, I don't think that's a state secret. Um, but yeah, comparatively to what we would normally order, that yeah. is uh, very limited. Is is it Evo? It looks like Evo. Yeah, it's Evo. Yeah, Evo. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is in the in a graphic that we do in youth. Okay. Um, and we had like crazy feedback from like pre-book and early season yep. stuff, so we decided to do an LE of it. Perhaps I should order some. I like it. You should. I think on a I think a blue crew it would look good. You should. And actually, Hymas wore it at uh, Fox Raceway yep, last year. That's right. So, uh, the the RJ and those guys they should stay in it with that bike. It does look graphic, good on yes, their their absolutely. setup. Yeah. Uh, so check motorsport.com or your local dealer for that. Also on the line from Racer X Online, it's the Weege, Jason Wagon. What's up, Weege? Yeah. We're Do you back. guys know this is the thirteenth uh, season that we'll be doing these pods? Wow. Um, I did not. JT know. was actually busy racing when we first started. It actually was a uh, ping. And me and Mathis for first, I don't even know, if, whole season. And then eventually JT was in. Top but Jimmy way, was in here a little bit, 2011. too. What? Top Jimmy was in here a little bit, too. Nah, Top not Jimmy? that much. But we, he did do a few, yeah. yes. Uh, Daniel okay. Blair, Top Jimmy, Ping. Yep. Yep. Uh, I feel like, we, yeah. We was Ping the initial, like, full-timer for this show? Yeah. Okay. Ping was, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, so 13, 13 years. years so that's 2008. 2011, 13th, I should say 13th season. season. This is the beginning of our okay. 13th yeah, racing yeah. season. Yeah. All right. Yep. Huh. Wow. Uh, you crazy? Say it's 2023 and you just went to 2008. I know you're, I know math yeah. isn't like no, your best math thing. No, not but... my best thing. Well, <laughs> wow. I thought we'd done 13, so I was doing that math. <laughs> okay. But okay. Uh, honestly, it doesn't feel like 2023. feels like. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to do this each and every year. I'm going to try not to argue with JT as much. I think oh. it, when he says these outlandish things. I'll just take a breath and we'll move on. Okay, I'll try to do the same. Yeah, you not know, that I'll... you not that you do that. I mean, every every take you have is like right down the middle. So. Um... Oh no, 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 definitely I have some opinions, but I'll just you know, take a breath, Weege, and we'll try to save you. Yeah, I want some to record this audio and just uh, by next week when you've already blown this New Year's resolution. <laughs> okay. Shove it back in our face. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Anaheim one is. It's it, it's uh, it's weird for the racers and teams. Uh, we've all been there. Uh, JT, you raced it forever. I was on teams forever. Um, like it's just a new bike and new new clothing and your nerves and you're not sure where it's going. I always feel like the bro down time at Anaheim One is harder and not as much because you're just. 
I don't know. You're running around, Weege. Do you find that? Um, I think you need to define it a little better for me to answer that question. I'm not exactly sure what you're saying. Like he's saying, like blow down like, time is harder. Like with individual people, it is. Yeah. I, I feel like I get more of it done just in shorter. It's like bite size bro down. But I bro down with everybody I, in the industry at some point. It's, it seems like. Oh, see, no, I feel like people are busy. They're not around. They're not hanging out. People are doing things. But There's I always, I always see people at this event that I don't see. I maybe see twice a year. So oh, I feel like I get okay. more of it. Just it's it's really small sample size. Okay, that's people who don't travel the series. Yeah. I'm more talking about riders and teams that are there every week. I don't Everyone's, get a lot of that anyway. Okay, yeah. So. so those people, the riders and teams that do this every week, are stressed and worried. And the graphics guy is coming, and the gear guy is coming, and the 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 front brake lever guy is coming, and I got to meet him. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I never even thought of it. I think I actually take it for granted. I th- at this race, I pretty much never even go into the team trucks. Yeah. I, just I don't, don't, I don't do it and at all I guess all that's because anyway, you just period. know. Yeah, you oh, guys, you guys okay. hang out in the team trucks way more than I do. Anyway. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, uh, I go to team trucks, yeah. <laughs> I, try, yeah. I, mean, this race, your, I don't even do it the your, first round. I also feel that um, not only are they nervous, but I, you know that some teams are, are, are working with a veil of secrecy, especially at – but after a couple of races, there are no secrets, right? Everyone's going to know everything. Yeah. Um, but I always feel like they're a little more sensitive if you're walking around, looking at bikes, looking at parts, asking dudes how their off-season was. And a lot of times that's just small talk, chit-chat, right? But – you know, do they think you're trying to pick up clues about hidden injuries or hidden issues? Yeah. Like, it's really hard to draw the line between journalists and bro down at round one when everybody's on eggshells and super nervous about everything. Yeah, so to yeah. your point, Weege, I, uh, I do this little show on, like, kind of like a little preview, almost like your Weege show um, on Saturday mornings for Patreon. But I was mm-hmm. talking about fantasy and talking about things, and I had a guy comment basically saying, why do you talk about these things? There has to be so much news coming out of A1. Like, why don't you just talk about that? And I'm like... There's really not like that's kind of the whole point is no one wants to tell you anything and they can't hide on Saturday night. Like we're going to see what the results are and then we're going to make our own assessments, but nobody wants to tell you anything. So it, it's like the opposite. You would think that there's every ounce of brand new news and all these things to talk about, but it's, it's the other way where people are so tight lipped. And I don't know to your point, whether it's nervousness or intentional, but no one wants to say a damn word. Look, I went, I went to the hockey game on Friday night with Lars and some other people, Johnny Knowles and, and everybody, uh, Peyton, and we had a good time, drank some beers, watched some hockey, had great seats. Thank you, Johnny Knowles. And then I asked Lars, this is what Anaheim One does to you. I asked Lars the next day, hey, bro, what, what do you got going on for food? He's like, we got Chipotle. And I'm like, all right, I'm coming over. And he's like, well, can you wait? Like, we got a lot of people here. Oh, wow. Here. You, you got shut down. Well, he's like, you, you're welcome to have some, but can you wait because – we have a lot of people here, and obviously they're all eating first, which I understand. Not, not upset. But if you want to talk about radically different in Anaheim 1, like I can go get Chipotle at Indianapolis. See, you are, you are hammering me about Honda always has me covered. And now, maybe not. Oh. Maybe not. Well, Anaheim 1, yeah, maybe not okay. Anaheim 1. So, so, yeah, there's an example of just the, the travesty and the things that we have to go through what if uh, I, on the media side. Like, <laughs> what, if, what if it was a weekend I didn't bring a cooler, and then Honda said, eh? Maybe not this weekend. I'd be so screwed. So screwed. Well, this see, you're you're back to being a you're, you're back to being a normal person. <laughs> this one, I was referring to when you were working for the TV crew, right? And that is, you know, carte blanche. You're on the TV crew. Oh, that, no that, matter what, I could go. Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. Different oh, different okay. things apply to you people. Got it. Uh, so a sellouts. Yes, you sellouts. But I mean, so Weege and I had to get Chipotle from Club MX. It was cold. It was picked through. 
We had to, our buddy Phil was in the way. We had to push him aside. When you come over, you can you have Buca de Beppo. That was all gone. No plates. Well, you came at like five o'clock, Steve. Uh, dude, I know. I'm we just start saying. at twelve. I know. It's just it's tough. And I'm trying to give these people an idea of the nom-like conditions at Anaheim <laughs> One for us. And, and that's that's which which catered, you know, corporate catered yeah, event would yeah. you like to attend? Right, 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 Weege? It's tough. Yeah, I mean, the lines for Chipotle that is free served up by teams. I mean, these are the sacrifices we're willing to make, and we to think that we stuck with it for thirteen seasons. It's amazing, right? I know. Um, Going no, through all these sacrifices. But, yeah, I, for me, also, when I think of Anaheim 1, I think of new pants. I always had new pants or shorts There's gonna, teams. There's going to be a documentary made about the, the hardships that Steve has gone through, and I think Ken Burns will probably make this. I would like that. He will produce it, about all the things that Steve uh, has to go through. The shorts and pants are starchy always. <laughs> you know, like they're new. And I don't like that. You know, they were, and I got shorter legs and they were never hemmed right. And I just, Anaheim won. It's tough. So, uh, lots to get to, though. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, all right. Oh, I do want to talk about opening ceremonies and the weirdness of that. Uh, felt guys try something different this year. And I was still sure tearing worked. down during a lot of it, so I didn't. You were what? I was still tearing down, tearing set down. up a lot okay. of it, yep. so I'll let you guys uh, talk about that. So we'll that. talk about that a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, Anaheim won. Um, good stuff. We- Steve, do you see, how, you see how professional JT is? Now that we work for Feld, he is conveniently managing to sidestep speaking of opening <laughs> ceremonies. That is how professional Very organic, he's, though. Yeah. He's not able to comment. How could you he question it? How could you question it? It's, it's odd that the – the selling out starts January eighth. Like, not only did I like sidestep it, it, the Feld criticism, I also gave credit to the fact that I was doing my real job and all in one. Like, it was it was the genius. Yeah, move. I listen, people. I want I want everyone to know on this podcast. Thirteen years of trying to keep it real and trying to be honest and trying to give you listeners the real scoops. While JT's part of Feld now, doing things for them, we dips out. To announce a Feld video game announcing <laughs> announcement, uh, he he's, he's gone, and yeah, everybody just just know that you can rely on me, and I can be your rock to tell it as it is. Just rely on that because Weege and JT hashtag now, blue clue hashtag fire racing are now part of the machine. So Super Motocross World Championship, thirty one rounds, World everybody. Championship. <laughs> Thank you. Thank can, you. Can, can we talk about how when they gave Eli Tomac his ring? Like, again, maybe neither one of you want to talk on about, about this. It. They gave his ring at the opening ceremony. Dude, and what it, the heck? It just said Eli Tomac in the stadium, big giant letters, two-time Supercross world champion. It just said two-time world champion. Oh, yeah, two-time world champion. Not <laughs> like, I don't. Like, yeah, it didn't say Supercross. You're right. So no, it just said two X world okay, champion. Okay, so show me the lie. He, we were just like, what does that even mean? Well, he, last year it was not a world championship. It's right. always a world championship. It's the, he's the world Supercross champion. Listen, I, I, I don't I care. <laughs> I was just laughing because if there's someone from the FIM, they're just punching the wall. It's like the NFL. It's or, your world champion. Yeah. Or like what time is it in Switzerland? When that dropped at like 6.30 p.m., whatever that time is, they're ringing Switzerland and being like, it says world champion! It says world champion! Listen, listen Ken, Roxon, Ken Roxon won this other two-round championship, yeah. and I saw Eli Tomac soundly defeat him pretty much every time last okay, year. Okay, so, so. so yeah. Yeah, he's I, champ by default. I, I love it. I'm here for all of that. I've told the Feld guys, and I've, and I've been like, I, I don't care 
that you guys are battling this out for the name of world champion. I think it's actually illegal. And you're like, dropping I think in court. Yeah, you're dropping press releases and you're trying to one up each other and you're putting it in bigger letters. And and, and I, I'm here for it though. I love it. I'm not going to make a judgment. But just keep pounding. <laughs> Everyone's a world champion. I love it. It's great. So. Do, you, do you think that Ralph was just punching the air the entire time they were talking about it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised Kenny even raced. He, I'm surprised he didn't walk out and boycott because he is the world champion. <laughs> so, uh, dude, I just uh, – it's great. So, uh, I'm here for that, Weege. Absolutely. Honestly, until you explained it that way, I didn't even know – I couldn't even put the math together of why it said that. I didn't even – I was thinking too deeply. I just literally thought someone typed it wrong. Oh. Like the the dude at the stadium. Oh, no. Who's just like those Angels games is like, wait, what is he's 2X world champ? I don't know. No. Turn on the scoreboard. Oh, so the 2020 and 2022 was world champion. Yep. Even though. They were both world champions. Even though 22 had no FIM sanctioning, he is still a but world 20 champion. 20 was. Okay. Yeah, but 20 was. I mean, okay. technically, now Eli is a one time world champion in Supercross, technically. I don't know. I love it. I'm here for all of this. <laughs> Keep it up, everybody. Keep it up, Fell. Keep it up, FIM. I look forward to the press release on Tuesday reiterating that Ken Roxon is the world champion of Supercross. That's yes. Great. Yes. Yeah. Hey, was Webb, did they have Webb go to Australia to hand over the number one plate world championship? You know, did the class act? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I think they flew Carlos with the plate from the bike. Okay. Could you imagine, yeah. if, could you yeah. imagine if, if Webb told Alden, I gotta go to Australia. I'm not even racing. I just gotta. I gotta go there and hand him over this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Carlos kept the plate from uh, Salt Lake and brought it. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's the world championship continues. Yeah, and Weed, you had me convinced too because I, I. So you talk about not really understanding what I was saying with the world championship. Well, when you told us. Carlos Rivera won the video game championship. He won a YZ450. And I said, did, what? Yes. And then you go, Rivera yeah, did. Carlos Rivera. Like, like he, he put the tools down, and he came and did the, the video game thing. I guess I'm just You're old. believing this. I guess I'm just old and dumb. And I was like, what? Like, Carlos is good at video games? <laughs> and <laughs> and after practice, time today? he left KTM right. to go play a video yeah. game to win a Yamaha. <laughs> we just like, no, we just goes, yeah, he put the tools down, and he came and played. Like, And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. World champion gamer yeah. and Cooper Webb's mechanic. <laughs> so the guy who won was named Carlos Rivera. Yes. Oh, and um, I don't know much about the video games. I know more now because my kid got the video game um, from Santa Claus for Christmas. But uh, Kellen Brower, I had the expert in video gaming with me. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy, this Carlos Rivera guy is going to win for sure. I'm like, video games are seriously like that and he did he just dominated i'm like i had no idea that like mm -hmm. the nine other best gamers in the world there was no chance it was like 24 and 0 carmichael season he was just carlos rivera so yep uh, i didn't even know it worked like that and so honestly i witnessed uh after the race and we'll get to the post-race interviews i'm standing there with uh kellen and hansel and we're standing there looking for nobody no one's coming it's crickets and a kid comes up and goes are you kellen brower <laughs> And he's holding like a gimbal GoPro, you know, and all that. He's like, are you Kellen Brown? Kellen's like, yeah. He's like, oh, my God. I was like subscribing to your channel when I was like 10. And I'm like, aren't you 10 now? Like, maybe it was 12. <laughs> he was honestly 12 or 14, somewhere in that range. And he's like. But that's like a third of his life. Yeah. And Kel he's like, oh, this is so good to meet you. And Kellen's like, oh, thank you. Like, uh, uh, oh, man, it's so good to meet you. And he just took off. <laughs> Kellen Brown, everybody. Oh, yeah. He's On the video game stage, like, he just rolled up and, like, all the gamers, like, even though they're the best in the game, it would be like, 
I, I don't know. Like if Michael Jordan rolls into the locker room. Like, yeah, he's not even playing it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's Michael Jordan. No, they just actually. They, I just watched the video. They brought Jordan out last year, and you, LeBron and the other dudes were like honored and like they couldn't believe that Jordan was just around. So yep. I watched it. Yeah, I watched this video. Right, and that was Kellen. And that's Kellen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's MJ. <laughs> it's like the goat is here. Oh, I know what we want to talk about, Weech, and I don't think JT knows oh, this we story. Did it. Yes. Okay. I know this. So. JT, uh, Tommy Tenders, you know who that is? Yes. Okay. Good, sure. good dude, right? Yeah. So awesome. I they call his name's Tom Journey. Yeah. They call him Tommy Tenders, and I asked somebody a long time ago, why is his name Tommy Tenders? They said he loves chicken tenders. And yep. I'm like, really? Like that they're like, Yeah, he loves chicken tenders. So maybe to get in with Anderson or I don't know, at one race I offered to buy him chicken tenders. His face lit up. Right. I remember this. Oh, you do? I remember you saying yeah, how excited, yeah, like, yeah. like unreasonably like, excited. I witnessed his joy of getting some free tenders okay. at a stadium. And I'm like, holy shit, this is real. His name, he really does like tenders. So I hit him up a couple weeks ago with Weege on a group text. Weege, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I say to him, hey, Tommy, I want to do something on my social media and on the Pulp Show where you review chicken tenders oh, each week from okay. the stadiums. Okay. I'll pay for the chicken tenders, yep. and I'll give you a thousand bucks. Okay. And I just need like like a flat fee for the year. Hold on. Or is this your budget? Hold on. Okay. And I just said I need like just a, a picture, a price review. You know, I heard there's a shrimp cocktails of Las Vegas Instagram. I'm I, a follower. I want to do something like that. Yep. And so you just go to every stadium. I'll pay you a thousand bucks. I'll buy your chicken tenders. Give me your review. You can do a video. You can do a photo and a written text, and we'll have you call in a pulp show, and we'll we'll review chicken tenders from each state. I thought it was a good idea. We just like, yeah, it's funny actually. It's a good idea. Okay. I and so we talk a little bit about it, and honestly, when he tells me about what he wants to do, it's over the top for what I need. Okay. Like he's going, yeah, man, I want to get a fan. Fan can film me. I'm gonna rate them. I want the fan to film me, and I'll send a video and like I'll make some graphics. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, I just, I just told him, I, no, nah, man, just take a photo. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Right. Couple yeah. photos, details, quality of tenders, fries, all of that. Yeah. Boom. So Friday night, we're yes. uh, all hanging out in a hotel, me and tenders, Kellen and Aaron Hansel, Racer X crew, bench racing about Anaheim and all that. And then somehow we start talking about his tenders reviews are upcoming. And he mentions that Steve is also going to reimburse him for the tenders. And I'm like, dude. Tenders at the stadium cost a lot of money. That could be 15, 20 bucks. Like, this is starting to add up. And he's like, yeah, dude. And like, I mean, seriously, I'm getting $1,000 every race, and he's paying for the tenders. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and we're like, do you seriously think he's paying you 1000 per race? And he's like, yeah. 1000 a race? Better. Oh, wow. Yes, I did. That's what he thought. Oh, wow. And then he's like, and even better, he said he would front me the money. So, like, I think by, like, round eight or nine, he'll just send me, like, the whole $17,000. <laughs> He's been hanging out with uh, Jason Anderson too much. Right. <laughs> That's what a rider would do. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm like, T tender, tenders, there's been a mistake. Right. <laughs> we need to talk. There's, there's been a huge yeah, misunderstanding yeah. here. You're thinking like, you're thinking like, you know, what, what would it be? Uh, 60, 70 bucks a race? Something like that? I don't know. And we just like good thing he didn't like buy like a condo like i got 17 grand coming i'm gonna put this down on a condo that you know i've yeah, always dreamed of. of right or a car or something <laughs> and so i i saw i saw him last night Weege, and yeah well, steve's like should i text him i'm like no this needs to be negotiated face to face 
Yeah. This is too big of a bomb yeah. to drop on this guy who's expected to make $17,000 for tenders. Who would pay $17,000 for social media chicken tender reviews? I don't know, man. Some of these people, influencers get huge money. So I don't know. He, he, obviously, it seems sounds crazy. Like, it sounds crazy. Well, at first at first thing, you said 1000 for the year? At first, when I, right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because. I, I'm sane. I, yes. Yeah, we all are. So, poor tenders. Oh, I now I understand the graphics he just, he just and lost, the fan involvement and right because yeah, yeah, he, was, he was gonna put a billboard up. He somewhere. was getting into it, and I'm like, dude, I don't need that. I don't right, need right, all that. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. that's a serious he was, that's a serious he, misunderstanding. He lost 16 grand last. That night. is a rough, oh. yes, rough Anaheim <laughs> one. Who had a rougher Anaheim one, Jason Anderson or Tom Journay? Oh, I I I feel bad. Team Fried is down bad. I feel bad, but then I was assured by Kellen by Hansel and by Weege that no reasonably sort of with it person would think that it was $17,000. Like you, there should be some sort of overlay of your conversation with Tommy Tenders and Jason Anderson's practice crash. Like yeah. hap- that's yeah. exactly yes. what happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had the same thing. When Anderson finally endos, that's when he finds out it's a thousand <laughs> for the year full. Budget. I did it's say, budget I'm like, just endowed. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like someone would just give you a thousand seventeen grand over like literally like three texts. Like, hey, I got an idea. Yeah, what's up? I'll pay you a thousand dollars to do tenders reviews. Sounds awesome, dude. Like, I'm like, there would probably have to be paperwork or something. I don't know. Like more negotiation. Yeah, I would definitely be ten ninety nine ing them for seventeen k. So, uh, how did he take the news? Well, I said you can you can back out. Like, <laughs> this is a huge hit. <laughs> To, to the you know to the whole plan. So I said, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. And he's he's in, he's in, he's good. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and he re- he did one at Anaheim one. He he performed his yeah. yeah okay, I think so I God, think so. what a rough start to twenty twenty three. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Let's get into the race a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit of race. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, whatever. Uh, Anaheim one. Uh, muddy track. Transitions were tough. Lots of panic revs, lots of practice crashes, lots of guys jumping off the track. Uh, yeah, the JT, the the track, and I, I was telling Weege, I could not remember, but maybe last year, we've seen this before, where a gnarly Anaheim affected the racing, and I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. They're all blending together a little bit. But, like, the track was the number one obstacle, and just not making mistakes was the key and we didn't see great racing. We saw an exciting race because we saw lots of mistakes. Yep. But the racing part wasn't great because guys were just trying to seriously get through. Yeah, it was one of the the more technical Anaheims that I can ever remember. I mean, yeah, okay, we've had like full-on mutters. That doesn't really count. But it was like two years ago, I think, when AC and Barsha had the huge battle. But about another 25% more on top of that. Um, just, you know, every little mistake was severely punished. You couldn't get offline you couldn't go long you couldn't go short you just had to almost be perfect and that's that's almost impossible um and i would challenge you to find a rider that didn't have some sort of crash or huge mistake throughout the day it's almost impossible like i you know i don't even know about 450 but like mcadoo which is seems almost the most unlikely person to be saying that about i don't remember seeing mcadoo have like a huge moment but almost every other rider, including the factory 450 elite, had either a giant crash or awfully close on Saturday. And that's that's not normal. For those of you who don't get to watch practice all the time or do anything or watch these things, you know, 
free practice. These guys are like robots. Like they just go through lap after lap, no mistakes, no big moments. Tomac especially, and we even saw Tomac have a moment crash in the main event, which he almost never does. The Adam Cien Cirillo, Jason Anderson, and Jet Lawrence might have crashed ten times. It was unbelievable. They, it was like every time out, they, and then Jet just has like a perfect main event, yeah, but right. all day, yeah, they crashed. Yeah, uh, Adam and Jason crashed Weege within thirty seconds of each other in the same turn. In practice, it was yeah, it was just. Really, really tough to get through those those situations without making mistakes. And it wasn't it yeah. wasn't even in the same sections. Like there no. were big crashes in the whoops. Yeah. Adam, Chiz, like you just go down the list of people that crashed. Uh, Plessinger, Craig, Craig. Then you go like that one rhythm right that was nearest the press box. Yep. I mean, there had to be twenty five crashes, and that last. Those single. are more privateers, but yeah, yeah lots was. of those. Dudes, but Jet yep. Lawrence, yep. Jet Lawrence, yep. the first lap almost yep. goes down there. Right, it was just uh, nonstop. Styles had a big one in the rhythm, but, but alongside third base, the corner, uh, the corner after the section I was talking about, like tr- yep. in between the two triples. Yep. like how many people crashed? Yeah. That it was like a basic yeah. corner, yeah. and people were falling there all day and all night. Tough night, Weege, for a lot of guys. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I ended up watching the last practices with uh, Ryan Holiday of Team Green. I know you know, know him well, uh, JT. Yep. And we, heck, we work, we've worked together for 20-some years, so I got a lot of respect for his his eagle eye. And he's like, man, the whole race is just going to be who can do the jumps the most consistently. Uh, and honestly, if you look at the 450 main, that is literally what the whole race came down to. Like that trip, what is it, four triples? Yep, four down triples, the, yeah. Yeah, left field down to home plate. Third, third base, um, yeah. Everybody. It was just no one was going to get it right every lap. Some guys got it only wrong two or three times. Some guys got it wrong six times. It's so funny to be where we are, and you, you can't see these reps from where we are, right? It's so funny to see, like, Ken Roxon just doubling, something you know he can triple. Yeah. And you can't see why it's so hard, but when you see Ken Roxon clanking it and Chase Sexton and Eli Tomac and every other great rider, you're like, dude, it must be horrible because Ken Roxon doesn't double triples very often. It seemed like he was screwing it up a lot. Am I right? Like, yeah, I, he he yep. is so talented that he was able to keep going a lot of times. But he would go long and then like jump super high over the next three because he had gotten too deep in the section before. And I just, every time I looked over, I'm like, man, Roxon looks out of shape. And he was still doing the triples. But I'm like, he does not like he's so normally yeah. so silky smooth and perfect. To see him with awkward body language in the air is so out of character. But it just speaks to your point of how difficult that section had to be. I mentioned to Tomac last night that I thought he was the guy who screwed that section up the least. Yeah, and maybe that's why you know he was he was so good. I'm like these guys. I said there were so many guys clanking that thing, and and he goes, "I I did too." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Like when Roxon was behind him, he didn't do the last two, I think, and Roxon got right up on him and i'm like yeah but i think you were the best out of everybody because it was tough well and we you talked about it in your weed show a little bit and, and i don't think the end of the race bore this out but during the main event i felt like that sexton kind of lost the main event because he screwed up that section one lap like it it recharged tomac and allowed allowed him to just close up that gap which i was worried about him i didn't know if he would be able to close that down or not and then all of a sudden he was just there and then we saw Sexton struggle the rest of the way, so he probably gets him anyway. But th- that one section felt so key for everybody else because a lot of the track was honestly follow the leader other than that. Yeah, they said uh, – Tomac said there was this pothole. I think he told you, Steve, also. It was like down to the road base and a giant pothole, and then he tried to move left and right. And then Webb's like, yeah, but then those was like curbs. The faces were shaped like curbs by then. So you were hitting these kickers. And even Webb, who's maybe the best at finding the new lines, right, he said – Eventually, the the first triple in that section, like 
he tried every single from left to right all the way across and eventually there was literally not one good line left at all yeah and that's the first of the jumps the very first takeoff yeah yeah gnarly gnarly track lots of uh, mistakes and so that made for some good racing we saw a lot of people uh yeah flying up the track uh tomac takes the win he goes down how about that photo from cudby yeah, it's awesome. Awesome it's photo really cool. of uh, Eli's crash yep. on, yep. on the bridge. And uh, do you see it, Weech? Uh, no, that's classified information. What, what? do you mean? What? Uh, I saw the it. photo will be uh, claimed for print. I saw it on so, Facebook. Uh, watch. No, it's, oh, well. it's, it's, it's on, on Facebook. It's I don't on, think it's, it's yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Nope. Just subscribe to the magazine and you'll see uh, okay. quite a few photos Got from it. that. Yep. Print, okay. print is, Racer X, everybody. Print is, uh, as we know, the uh, first place you usually see these types of things these days. Yep. Close the laptop. Three months later. Yep, go to your mailbox. I'll look for it in April. Okay, all Thank right. You. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, great photo from Cudby uh, that you will see soon. Um, goes down, and uh, yeah, well, never won Anaheim one before, and went down, and then he said to me, yeah, I got up, and I was like, that's yeah, over. And I'm like, oh, those guys are right there, actually. Like, <laughs> I got, I got, you know, this is still, this is still doable. And, uh, dude, he did it, and what a... What a day for Eli Tomac. He, that was a great race. And you can argue that Chase got tired and gave it to him, and Mookie uh, let it go a little bit, and, and Barsha made a mistake. I don't think Barsha would have taken it anyways. But, dude, if Tomac's this good, already this early, Weege, Spike of the Year. Oh, yeah, Spike of the Year from unverified sources. But I'll say this was one of the more exciting Anaheim ones we've had. Like, I mean, we have very few Supercross races with this many lead changes and a pack this close. It was awesome. It was awesome. And the crowd was super into it. I feel like they were louder than even usual. And that's not recency bias. Like, well, they you know lo- me. I'm not going to. They love Mookie. They love Mookie. Opening ceremonies, well, everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hansel, who's sitting next to me and you in the press box, he made the point. He's like, think of how many riders these days are like fan favorites. Like, everybody's rooting for Roxanne and Suzuki. Everybody loves Plessinger. Everybody loves Mookie. Sexton's becoming a superstar. They love Tomac now more than ever. They love Anderson now more than ever. Everybody loves seeing Cirillo. He's like, that's a lot of guys. And they all had moments, and the crowd was going bazonkers. But all that, that's great. But at the same time, if you step back and say, Eli's older, he's on a new motorcycle, we don't know how much time he has left in the game, and he's already better than he's ever been to start any championship, that is a little scary. Yeah, starts slow, never wins Anaheim 1. Anaheim 1 is always weird anyways. And here we have a guy yeah. who crashed, who crashed yeah. and got everybody. So I, w- yeah. I would like to say that I did predict this on Saturday at about 5.30. I, I called Eli Tomac to break the streak and get the win. And and really, it wasn't because I just had a feeling or like, oh, man, what a beautiful pick. He just looked great all day. And I thought he was able to do consistent laps, which put him at like near the top of the board all day and, you know, all afternoon. And then you couple that with how good his starts were when they did the practice starts. Like he was nailing them. So I'm like, so I have the defending champion that was like, almost unbeatable in 2022 that looks the best he's ever looked at a one and he's getting every start. Why would I not pick him? Or is this a weirdo Anaheim one? And Eli's going to go. I don't think so. I don't think so. And and, and we're going to go, remember when Eli Tomac won the first race? And then (laughs) I think you got your, (laughs) I think you got your weirdo when he crashed. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's just I think he's just really good right now. Like I, I know that's really obvious and that's not insightful at all. Yeah. But what else do you say, man? He's been so good and so consistent for a year now. I, I think you have to point to the team and bike change. Like he he told us he was gonna be better. He told us he was happier. But you look back and you're like, Man, it was it's been so obvious 
how much like whatever it's if it's mental if it's he suits the bike if it's you know rejuvenated his his um you know motivation however it doesn't matter but ever since man he's just like turned a corner it's it's truly remarkable so there's some people say that some things are going on over there uh yamaha was not letting people in the pit yamaha was not letting people taking photos of eli's bike and they were said that you could take photos of the bike coming soon. We're waiting on something, and it's coming soon. There's, it's a 23 motor. There's some people saying it's a 22 frame. Now, I've taken my 23 apart. I don't know how you would mount the tank with the spars and the way the tank mounts. It's really different off 23 to 22. So I don't know how you would do all that because the tank sits further back and down. So a 22 frame would be weird. I, I'm doing some digging now. We'll see. There's some people out there that are smart about this kind of stuff that say they think he may be on a 22 frame. I don't see wow. how it's possible. Wow. So anyways, wow. just stay tuned. I don't know. Yamaha is being weird about things, though. Would he, so, be, would he be allowed to do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Good. I, I didn't know if there were some modifications in there that would break the production rule. Well, you are allowed to. The, the rule allows you to take different engine and frame combos. Yeah, yeah. As well, long as, yeah. As long as they're two stroke days, you guys right. did that all. Right. Two stroke days, you guys did that all the time, didn't right. you? As long as they're homologated, right? Okay. Now you can't yeah. modify the frame in certain ways. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah but you yeah. would assume that they would not have to right. modify the frame. Too, but obviously, so. if they're acting that weird, something's up. Yeah, something's up, and we'll we'll see. But um, but I know I heard from somebody down on the podium that Eli got off the bike and said, "This is a fun bike to ride." That's nope. what I heard from a semi-biased source, but that's what I heard. Uh, that he like was. Like, it certainly looked like it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Looked, yeah. It, like honestly, he looks like he gels with the bike. Well, like he just does. Speaking of the bike of the year, Ferrandis did some post-race stuff. Very high in that bike. I mean, they went one four. Yeah. Very like, high in that bike. Yeah, right. Right. So um, I have nothing. I'm not going to make any comments. Was, yeah. Yeah. The off-season chatter was that Ferrandis loved it from day one, and it wasn't quite that simple with Eli. So I wasn't surprised the Ferrandis part. Yeah. I don't feel like there was much question there. Yeah. Um, Eli, I think it was more of a wait and see, but that showed quite a bit on the wait and see. Front. Well, yeah, yeah. That, I think for me, I was concerned because the bike seemed so good last year. I was concerned. Mm-hmm. Do they, are they able to at least sustain that? And if anything, yeah. maybe they took a step forward. Like that, that was a really resounding, uh, check mark in the, are we going to be good? Who uh, who thought Mookie was going to win? Weirdo Anna oh, yeah, won. I thought he had it. When, I thought he had it. You know? Yeah. When uh, Tomac went down, I was like, it's now or never. Yeah. Not, and I don't mean now or never. Yeah, not never. Literally. But, yes, but like, yeah. you, you, you know, he was riding great. He's in the perfect scenario. He looked aggressive. I'm like, you know, in, in that class, I don't feel like you're going to get that opportunity all the time. You know, yeah. you got to You have to kind of make the most of those opportunities. And obviously he was trying to, but yeah, it just didn't happen. He didn't want to do an interview after the race, but I did talk to him. He was pretty sore and he says he hit neutral, which is kind of obvious. And then he says that I'm like, you were riding great, man. He goes, I was riding great. And next thing you know, I'm looking up at the lights. <laughs> I'm looking right up at the lights. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that I said, you should still take, I said, you should still take something from this race. And he said, yeah, I am. I did am. he? I wonder if did he say anything about the sexton move? No. Okay. No. It wasn't like overly yeah, aggressive, I, but that I, that hurt him bad. 
Because even if like he could stay up there and then he could triple down that lane, yeah, he would have been right yeah. with Chase and still right. way ahead of those guys. Like when he got back on the track, Tomac was right on his yeah, rear yeah, wheel, yeah, yeah. right? So it kind of changed the whole. I felt like he was race. maybe being extra cautious too, and and not he was. jumping totally back on was. and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it changed like, the context, yeah, right? Because yeah. Tomac didn't have a gap to make up right, anymore. He right. was like right there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought there was nothing wrong with that. I didn't really think to ask him, but I, he was super cautious, which you have to be on the wet, off the track. I thought he could have got on sooner, but I'm not over there, so who knows? I mean, I, yeah. I thought it was like he was worried about penalty. That's oh, what okay. I felt like. Yeah, yeah. Because well, he's going in a straight line, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's yeah, if it's Anderson, he's grabbing gears for sure. Right, right. So, <laughs> uh, good job for Mookie for sure, and a bummer, bummer result, last place, but uh, led. Uh, dude, I don't know how many laps he led, five or six or something. Um, Cooper Webb, second, sneaky Cooper Webb, not washed up. <clears throat> Not washed up. He's in the back row, Weege. Oh, God. Listen, I... I There's nothing <laughs> to the rows. Listen, listen, I, I just... Who asked that? Dark side? No, no, it was not Snods. It was not I think Snod it was Moseman. It was Josh Moseman. Okay. And I like okay. Moseman. Moseman's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Moseman's nice cool. But, but I don't believe they picked the rows in the press conference. No, like, the good guys are in no. row. Hey, the Cooper, you're in the back row. Like, ah, <laughs> what? we got we, we got to be better than that. <laughs> listen. Yeah. I was yeah. in the front row of everything my whole life, and it's because I'm so short you wouldn't see me otherwise. Like, it's not about who's washed just, up and who's not. There's no – nobody's rubbing their hands together like RV saying, let's put him in the back row and we'll motivate him. Or, or you know, or he sucks. Let's put right. him in the back yeah, row. Yeah. There's none of that. Yeah. Power ranking. But it, it is funny. He said, I'm washed up. He called himself washed up. Uh, second place – he he was just like a like a a, a slow moving uh, diesel. easy with the slow yeah okay yeah fast moving diesel out there just got better and better and better it was cutting the corners tight staying low like that whole triple triple section by the press box there tight triple tight triple tight rhythm just crushing Malcolm uh, on that part when he was coming up on him so so tell me this is this 2022 second or 2023 second can I tell you later. No. Oh. <laughs> well, you can. I'm just not going to value it as much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The whoops. Yeah, I, don't, I, the whoops I, I know there's no answer to that. First section of whoops, guys, five, four out, yep. right? Second yep. set, real fast, coming off a bridge, wide open across them. So we didn't see the whoops. I want to believe they're better because from what we've heard, they've changed like everything on that motorcycle. So I want to believe they're better, yeah. but I don't think that track – gave us the answers well, we need we're gonna need some big whoops that you're that is they're gonna be tough to blitz and i don't know if we're gonna have that for a while with the way this weather is yeah yeah my main event pick marv wasn't great no uh ap in the end ap looked flashy it showed flashes in practice showed flashes in the main but in the end uh ended up with a eighth after a crash ktm jesus he was i thought ap was really really good um until that tip over you know, I, I think yeah. he gets top five. I really do. At the end, of, at the end of the night, if he doesn't tip over there, I think he's top five easily. Uh, Web backwage. Yeah, I think so. And I know it's dangerous to say that because he was just as good at the opener last year. But I feel like this is everything you want to see from Web. All of the strengths that we've seen from Web, he had all those things. And honestly, one of the big mysteries of the race to me, when Tomac got up, Web was all over him, and. You know, Webb had already passed like seven guys. He was feisty. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's you know, yep. probably going to take Eli a lap or two to even get going here. I'm like, dude, if Webb ends up beating Eli in a race where he started like 12th, that is massive. And then all of a sudden I blinked, looked at somebody else, and he was a whole straightaway behind. I asked him what happened. He's like, I don't honestly remember. He's like, I was trying to fluster Eli, and then I think I made a mistake, and then I started battling Dylan, and then he was gone. Um, but I really wonder. I mean, he could have won uh, even. And 
But more importantly, the way he wrote, I'm just like, that's all the Cooper Webb things that you want to see if you want to see Cooper Webb be good. So right. I'm going to take it. You guys are right. We didn't get whoops as a test. But he's gone entire championship seasons with a whoops. Somehow it didn't matter 17 rounds. Don't so Don't you don't you feel like this year he looked better? Like last year, I feel like he oh, yeah. kind of snuck into a second. And, and maybe that's not fair. Because, listen, if anybody was going to sneak into a second over the years, I would have loved to. But that obviously didn't happen. Uh, but this year, it felt like he earned it. Like, he had to move forward. He had to pass the main guys. And, yes, there were crashes everywhere. But he just looked, looked, and I'm using air quotes around, looked better. Like, he looked racy. He passes Sexton late in the race. He's not far yeah. behind Tomac late. It just felt like a different kind of second place. Yeah, if you say Webb starts nine posi- seven positions behind Sexton and ends up passing him late in the race, you're like, that's – that's overwhelmingly positive. Right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, more so. I think last year he just started okay and just stayed there, I think. Yep. Yep. Uh, he passed everybody. Frandis rode well. He got him, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm really encouraged by that. Maybe all these changes and, you know, so much talk to the bike. I still believe that Webb was not, didn't have the fire. I don't think he was motivated last year. Um, I think he was trying to figure out a way to get the same results without trying as hard. And it, there is no combination. That works that way. And I think he's just back to the grind. Sexton, third. Look, bright side, podium opener. Great. Good job. Downside, you led laps. And for Chase Sexton, you know, you got to think if he's in front, he needs to close that deal. Did you guys talk to him? Anybody? I did not. Did, no. he ha- did they do a press conference? He was a press conference. What did he yeah. say? Yeah, we yeah, did say. I didn't yeah. get to see it. Um, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't bummed. You know, I think he knew that uh, he said, yeah, when Eli went down, he saw – he thought he was he was just chilling at the beginning. Then he saw Eli get the lead from Barsha, and he's like, oh, I better go for it. And I was actually surprised because I was like, I wonder if he's just like, I don't even care about winning. I just don't want to crash. I just want to be good at round one. But it did sound like he wanted to win, and he just said he screwed up. He didn't change lines. Then once Webb got him, he saw some new lines, and he's like, damn it. I got to get better at that. I've got to change lines. But he was way happier with his bike than last year. He mentioned how he crashed at this race last year, and the bike was much more predictable in that sense. I don't know, man. I feel like the story on Sexton is always – you know, he crashes too much. So I don't I don't see him getting third on a super gnarly rutted round one. He didn't go down. I think that's fine. Wow, okay. You're right, but he led yeah. laps. Yeah, I thought I thought so, he had arm pump. I really did. Yeah, he maybe looked, maybe he didn't. He, looked, he just looked like he lost. He did look his, like it. He didn't yeah. say he did. He just yeah. lost his intensity and yeah. couldn't really do totally. anything, which is like the telltale well, you know, like yeah. normally when guys are like battling, they're like, Okay, intensity up, I'm gonna go for it. He was just like, I can't do anything. And that's typically yeah. because they can't really hold on. I think on a track like that, you get cross rutted, you have a few moments, you grip the bike, yeah. your arms pump. Yeah. I mean that, that is a it, perfect you know? track for arm right. pump. Um but yeah, so we each, I'm with you. Like, like it's a positive, and your Honda, if you're, po- it's positive if you're Honda and all of that. But you led laps in your Chase Sexton, so a little negative. But overall, fine. but overall yeah. the day, yeah. like yeah, he looked yeah. phenomenal yes. during the day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, if is you he, were like, is he, he going to be able? To, is, is he, he going to gone? Right, yeah. you're like, is he going to translate last summer to this year? Yeah, you saw enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ferrandis fourth, really good ride for Ferrandis. Like, uh, I think if your Ferrandis Webb caught and passed him, but. He kind of stuck with him and then lost a little bit of tail there, but it's still a really good ride. He said it feels like it's his best Supercross race ever. Really? Better than he, Houston? He said because he started up Come front. Come on. He said because he, he started up front in Houston. Yeah, but he was great. I don't know, man. You argue with him. I, I'd love to. I'd love to. He's a hard guy to argue with. He's very uh, – Opinionated? Uh, very opinionated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, some people some people make jokes on broadcast, and he shoots off fiery texts to them. So. <laughs> it's okay. Um, good with it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, good job for Fernandez, though, for sure. Absolutely. Good job. Uh, fourth place yep. for him. Roxon was feisty in the beginning. Just kind of withered away a little bit. Uh, doesn't look any radically different on the Suzuki than the Honda. Breaking news. Like, looks the he, same. Looks I thought good. he looked more cautious. Yeah? I did, yeah. Um, I don't know. He looked good at times, but to me, in, in a lot of the main event, he looked very conservative. And I don't know if he was understanding of the way the track conditions were but i never saw him like like last year at a1 he looked like when he got out front he's like i'm, I'm going for this thing like he was so damn aggressive i didn't see that aggressiveness he was still good like he got fifth but it wasn't the breakout speed let's go win this thing type ken rocks and i don't know if that's good or bad or maybe it doesn't matter um, it was just kind of my observation of him was just it was just a an okay race, decent results, and and maybe that's all he was looking for. You what'd know you, that this bike is still brand new to him. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, it almost looked kind of what you're saying. It almost looked like a guy shaking down, testing a motorcycle more than racing. That's yeah, what it looked like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he yep. didn't look like he wanted to take any chances or that flashiness that you see with Kenny so much. I I really never saw that all day from him. Uh, Colt Nichols, did he get the whole shot? He did, and then he got. He was in he, seventh by the second he's turn. He's credited with the whole shot. He did. I he, got. A, I mean, yeah, he did. He, so he got he, pushed wide a little bit. Yeah. In the first turn. Yeah. Came down the rhythm. He was second, and then got stuffed in that turn, the and one where was, Jet went yeah, down, and yeah. then was seventh over the triple. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was like how he approached his entire race. I think I must have watched him let seven or eight people by which is astonishing because he still got sixth. Yeah. Like every time yeah. someone got next to him or put pressure on him, he just moved over and then they would crash and he would just ride back by him. Like in the end it worked. It was brilliant because he got sixth. But yeah. I, I, I remember saying to myself like, man, you got you to gotta battle these guys a little bit. Like you can't just let them have it. Not a lot of flash from them. But no, yeah, but just, maybe his yeah. strategy worked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. He officially got the whole shot though. I got to go back and watch it. He, that, I guess. he killed the jump. Right. Uh, so Colt Nichols six on his debut on the Honda. Uh, so the Honda and him will take that for sure. Anderson big one in practice. Uh, I heard he broke his nose. I mean, sure. fa- he went face yeah. first into that. that uh, next single. And then crashed another few times, and then crashed in the main. And Weege rough night for Anderson, but still uh, speed was there. But yeah, rough night. Yeah, it almost was encouraging because somehow, some way, I mean, he could have gotten a podium. Right. Like he crashed right around Roxon, who was right around that spot at that time. He would have been right there with the Ferrandis, Webb, Sexton, mm-hmm. you know, podium to fourth group somehow. Um, yeah. So I think you got to take that. Um, the crashes are a little alarming. Like, man, yeah. you see him walking around in the infield, with his helmet off in the middle of practice, and you're like, right. oh, dear God, no. Yep. A- uh, but yeah. AP, we yeah. touched on uh, solid race. He was for great. AP. Very aggressive in practice getting up front. I got to figure that that's a strategy that he and Roger or somebody had come up with because that's something new that we had seen. It can seen, really but... set the tone of your day, yeah, though. For you sure. know? Especially if you can get up there and then not get displaced. There was a guy uh, who used to race, doesn't race anymore at oh, all. Uh, Shots fired. You, yeah, he was okay. Good good guy, good solid guy. Number, Great guy. Number 10. Right. Yeah. Um, he did that a lot. Each. He's not racing anymore? No. No, he's not there. No, maybe, well, I don't know. We got Oakland coming up. True. Big so, mud guy. So he would start out front in practice, but I guess he's gone now. Like, he's gone. Gone forever. So No, I'm not sure. He so, was at Anaheim. I talked to him. I saw him. Yeah, he was at – he did He did make a mention that I don't want to be out there at all at that track. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We actually asked – this is uh, Justin Brayton, the great Justin Brayton we're talking about. Yeah, he said, like, do you feel any 
I think you asked him that, right? Yeah. Like any emotion at all. He's like, no, oh, the week before Anaheim is so stressful. The, the day is so stressful. This track doesn't look any fun at all. Like he seems very at peace. Damn it. But not racing. Yeah. Nope. So I, I put nope. myself in his shoes and obviously I was nowhere near as good as he was and is, but my first a one with not racing was 2013. And I was like, so, so, so happy to not be racing. Like, I was just like, I don't want to, anything to yeah. do with any yeah, of those good, feelings. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Aaron Plessinger, eighth. AC, ninth. Number nine gets ninth. Uh, quiet day for him, I told him. Ish. I mean, he crashed a lot. Yeah, yeah. But just in the main, like quiet main, yeah. just rode around. He said he fell, he which did. I didn't realize. I didn't see that. So he said he fell in the turn before yeah. the uh, third baseline rhythm yep. there. Yep. And uh, a bunch of guys got by him, uh, which I didn't notice that. And then, yeah, kind of rode around with Savachi. They went back and forth, kind of having their own little battle there. Um, yeah, he was fast. He was good. He still hit the ground a lot, though, in practice, which I didn't. And even, like we said, in the main, too. Heat race was good, but um, we didn't see blazing fast at him, but we saw fast at him. Oh, yeah. The very beginning of the heat. First lap of the heat. I know it's pretty crazy to be analyzing the first lap of a heat race, but I still feel like you're like, yeah, there's still those signs there. There's still – yeah. I can't remember who he was. He was third. I think he was like fifth, and he shuffled into third, and then he almost ran into the back of whoever was in second because he was going so much faster for one lap, and I'm just like, yeah, that's still there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. it's lurking, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. but he need, and I think he knows this. He's He knows he just has to string some races together. That's yeah, that, that's, that was my only take. You just nailed it. If you tell me that Adam finished inside the top 10 and saw the checkered flag, I'm good. Like, yeah. I, I'm good. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think he is too for now. You know, he is he is on that, that board, but um, yeah. Yeah. Good to, good to see good. him there. Yeah. He's he's such a good interview. He's he, so yeah, good he's to so talk articulate, to. He's so articulate, smart, insightful. In the, in the press conference, he was good. Honest. After the race, he was good, yeah. right? So. Uh, he really he's one of the only guys that really tells you what's going on with himself yeah well he always says that he you know he follows other sports and he likes those athletes that, mm -hmm. that tell that so he wants to be but that, he that it way. makes it like i think guys think it makes you vulnerable but yes, like yeah whatever like when the gate drops yeah. he's gonna send it anyway yeah wa right? watch i'm gonna stuff you how's yeah, this for vulnerable yeah, exactly. right you yeah. know so um savachi 10th i didn't know savachi wasn't a fly athlete jt how did this happen? I didn't either. I've been promoting Savachi <laughs> as fly on my janky shows. Uh, man, I didn't either. I, did, I knew that there was talk. I honestly he didn't He shows know. up at Anaheim Wanda. Yeah. I'm like, canvas? What, what happened? <laughs> uh, yeah. He was quiet. He was quiet, Joey, but but the 10th is good. He'll take it. He qualified 8th quickest, 10th uh, in the main event. Weege, I didn't notice him a whole lot outside of battling Adam all the time. Just... Well, what I noticed is he was right in there with that group, I feel like. When you saw him in practice, saw him in the heat. Um like, he's the first non-factory guy. I mean, he made it clear on your Pulp Show there recently. He does not have – he's on a Cowie. It is not a factory Cowie. He's no. not getting any stuff. So, uh, he was the next best to all factory bikes. I think that's the best you can – I mean, you got to be happy with that if you're him. Yep. I mean, you, you can't be expecting to get fifth in this group right now. Uh, Barsha, 11th. And I had one rider tell me after the race that, like, he, he went by him when he was on the ground. And he was like, so relieved. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank yeah. God. Like when yeah. there's guys behind Barsha, the guy in front of Barsha gets away because the guys behind Barsha don't know what to do. He's a honey badger. They just, they're not sure what they should do. So it's, it's real oh, something to dude, watch. You could see Eli for sure. When Eli was in second early, it was like, 
every time he was side by side, it would be like, nope, nope, don't try it. Don't try it. Do I Mar- try him it. and Mar- he and Marv were battling for like laps on laps. I and, heard. I, and Marv, I had to be like, just like, come on, man. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm already having a bad race. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have Barsha leading the, you know, three first three laps of the year. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, see, I, I never count Barsha out, especially at this race. Like, he just – I have a theory that some guys – allow the a1 spectacle and pressure to affect their riding and some don't and barsha is just one of the guys that i think it doesn't like he just he almost rises to the occasion and he rides better than normal yeah he crashed whatever but like he he freaking led the race again timmy ferry two anaheim podiums with steve mathis wrenching there you go he's let it go weech he's not affecting he's officially let it go anaheim one not affecting the big one five right right. got it uh i can only hope i'm still referencing brayton um (laughs) 18 years from now, or whatever these races were. I can 18 only hope. years. Stop it. Uh, it probably is. I mean, what was, are these two podium years? That was 03? 04 and 05. 03, 04. Okay, so we're more, about more than that. Years. More than that. 20, 19 and 20. It's just shocking. It's just shocking. <laughs> these numbers you guys use are. That is shocking. These numbers are shocking. Those were, those, both of those happened before his oldest child was born. And his he's oh going pro. He's about yeah, to go pro. I don't like to talk about that or think about it <laughs> um all right okay moving on uh christian craig big one in practice and then he texted myself and Kiefer and said don't pick me i only have half a body oh. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> pretty amazing to finish that race with half a body it it's is good yeah it's yeah it's really good uh but yeah does so he get all the points he gets he all get the full po- points i think he gets full points yeah full body oh, okay. half body full points um <laughs> I, it was a good one. I didn't. I saw the end of it. Uh, he tried to jump. Whoops! And that's what got him. He said. And uh, so yeah, his his Anaheim one. He was off by fantasy team off of that. And then of course, I think his Anaheim one. He was pretty beat up. So we're not gonna. He was. He was fastest in the first practice. That was he very yeah, first practice. Yeah, that's what said. I was like, oh man, it's on. And then the unseated, I'm the untimed. Sure. I'm pretty sure. No. Wow. No, I don't think. I he thought was. so. No. No. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. Okay, I was told that. And no. I thought I saw it. No, Are it was you sure? not, Craig. Yeah, I can go through the tweets. Okay. But um, okay. uh, I will go through the tweets. We'll figure this out. Okay. And um, okay, the so website. He, w- he was the – no, it's not on the website. The first ones aren't really? – aren't, aren't, no. The untimed? Yeah. Aren't? Okay. Nope. I, my bad. Yeah, you don't have qualifying. They don't count. Yep, they, they don't, don't count. I know they don't yeah. count, but – But they're also not on the website. Okay. All right. He was also – I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's 13th, and then Dean was 14th. Dean they was a, they were battling. Well, Dean was a ways back at the end, like or maybe at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The, the last guy they were battling at the last lap. Were they on the oh, last yeah, lap? Yeah, okay, yeah. so early on, I was like, "Oh, there's the separation point." I was w- marking it, and I'm like, "There's the privateers. There's factory." It was a big gap, so I don't know how that came together, but yeah, <laughs> Dino just closed it down. I think yeah. Christian was just right. like over, half over half, it. Well, half a body, right? Exactly. So half over it. Yeah, yeah. the other half was still in. Uh, it. Dean, 14th, Hill, 15th. Grant Harlan, everybody, riding it in the heat, just like we all figured. Grant Harlan. I, I mean, you got to get him credit. He's on a 22, by the way. He's on a 23, Yamaha. Maybe Tomac also? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he made it out of the heat. Yeah, good right? job. He got, to, he got some help. Yeah. Okay, guys were crashing, whatever. But then he turns in a 16th in the main event. You know, he backed yeah. up. If anybody wants to say, oh, you got lucky, how about a 16th? How does that, yep. how's that for size? Yep. Uh, Justin Hill. Uh, he was good. 15th. And he was good. Yeah, he, was, he looked fine. He looked good. It, like, you, like you said, JT, like 
Maybe he'll get ninth this weekend. You just go, okay. He ran top 12 for, I don't know, six laps? Yeah. Something like that? Maybe more? Uh, Starling, Morans, Freddie Noren wins the LCQ. Who thought that A-Ray was going to get in there with that? And then I thought A-Ray was getting in or getting taken out in the ambulance, <laughs> right? And he actually just got passed by John Short. Just John Short well, he passed, passed him. John Short. He passed John he Short. He passed John Short. And John Short got him back. And yeah. it was all calm and normal, which for A-Ray Well, no, no. There were sketchy moments there was. catching yeah. John Short. Yeah. Yes. How about in practice – he lands off the the he lands off the jump before the first triple. Completely, almost eats shit side to side. Barely saves it. Seat bounce triple. Seat bounce triple. Left crash. <laughs> like oh, like he was still thinking about how he almost <laughs> went down, and then went down fifteen seconds later. Hey, but in the in the LCQ, like I think maybe this that's turning a corner because you have to be willing to like okay you did your best you still get what do you get fifth in the LCQ yeah, yeah. May, that's a couple just grand short. just short it's a couple thousand dollars right and anything is better than that that takeout move he tried on Norin last year right right so like, yeah yeah maybe it's right, some right, sort right. of like uh, yeah you come to maybe Jesus progress moment. progress right 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 yeah um yeah it was uh it was good good job for John Short to get caught and then pass him back. I didn't have John Short and Grant Harlan in my A1 main. I did card. because uh, John Short is on my uh, snake draft. Okay. Pulp MX yep. fantasy. Yep. Not Pulp, not Pulp MX fantasy.com, but yes. the, the janky draft that Steve put together. Right. He is on my team. Right. Uh, and uh, Paul Otelli's on Weege's team, and he's riding 250s. I have Benny Bloss. Okay. <sighs> you want to talk about that, Weege, at all? I don't want to talk about Paul Otelli racing 250 class and. Uh, Bloss. I mean, I guess I can talk about that because he probably. What was his pick trend? My God, I don't high. know. Wow, higher than Cade's, high. and I had Cade. Thanks, Cade. Cade. Forkner was yeah. forty nine, which we'll get to. Forty nine percent of people had Forkner. Really? Yes. I was. I honestly there. can't believe it was only forty nine. I thought you were say eighty nine. Forkner. Cade's dad bought me Tony Romas on Friday night. Otherwise, I would unleash on Cade. <laughs> <laughs> and Cade told me to pick Hunter Yoder. When you add in the free dinner from the dad, and he's like, "Dude, seriously, Hunter Yoder's but Yoder ripping. got it done, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, okay. no. So he he was. Oh, all, he is that the dad killed it for you? No, Cade told me about Yoder. Oh, and then the dad bought me dinner. Those two things were very helpful to me, to not make me unleash on Cade and his ridiculous night. Yeah, because Cade looked good. He did. He was doing the quad like. Yeah. There were very few people doing it. Yeah. And he was in the B practice doing it. No, he's an A. Oh, okay. Well, he was doing yeah, it, yeah. and like the track was right, hammered, and right. not many people were doing right. it. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is that jump that Jet Lawrence is like, I'm out. And right. going into the right. night show, right. he said, I'm out. Yeah. And Cade's doing this just no problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, Benny, Benny's in the hospital. I think he's gonna be okay. He's getting neck scans and stuff. I think he's gonna be all right. But he, I don't. He needs. To, he needs to not crash, JT. So I know you know Jeff Bloss really yeah, well. I do. I talked to him yesterday. Can you pass that on? I think Jeff knows more than anybody, right? It's like something's something's got to change right. here. It's not the riding. It's not a talent. It's not, you know, Jeff helps him as much as possible. They he, they get great equipment. They do it. But, like, if you can't find a way to stay on the motorcycle, nothing good is going to happen. It's just not. So if anybody doesn't know the Boss family, they're a great family. Benny's a really nice kid. He's uh, – very appreciative to people. He he does things in my like what I say the right way. Like he does, he's not a punk. But man, gosh, you've got to stay on your motorcycle because this career, you know, this sport will absolutely punish you if you don't do that. 
Uh, and also, I hope he keeps racing because Jeff owes me a steak dinner from the Raiders. <laughs> Another games. one? Yeah, from the Raiders. I mean, how many steak dinners has he bought you? Ten? No, he's bought me two. Two, that's it? Yeah, just two okay. in Salt Lake City. He's and, bought me more than that. Yeah, and then he owes me another one off a of bet. So I hope, I hope he's still at the races. Did the Raiders beat the Chiefs? It was a spread. Oh. I what, the 18? No, this was the first game. Oh, okay. The okay, first okay. game of the year. Yeah. Um, all right, so who, who's the bigger – I mean, Harlan's the bigger surprise over John Short, or are I they the, the same level? I think the result. Weege, what's your, what's your privateer island – uh, ranking at first, level. I didn't think I, I did not realize. Uh, and I listened to your Harlan interview. Did he only make did he say he only made one 250 main last year? Yeah, Probably well, I didn't right. ride them all, he didn't ride them all, but yes, yeah, just one. I did not realize that, yeah. so I'm gonna ratchet that a little higher, right? I didn't realize. He, I feel like John Short was in the mix for 450 LCQ bubble right. main quite a bit last year. Uh, he is a troll train athlete. Oh, wow. Harlan? okay. JT, I know this probably I angers you, but no, why? Why? Wow, just oh, you because you think I don't like troll. Trolls involved. Okay. I I got a Christmas card from their family. Yeah, you think I don't like troll? You got a Christmas card. I did. Well, from John and Greta. From the family. John and Greta. I got a Christmas card with their entire family on it. Trolls in it? Yes. Or is he blacked out trolls on yours? <laughs> <laughs> if you got one, Jamar would be blacked out on yours. <laughs> no, Jamar and I are tight. Steve uh, Matthews, here's your Christmas card. <laughs> troll train was there. Helping out Harlan, helping out Alex Ray, John Westling as well. I saw Troll Train at the club team. He shook Weege's hand. Okay. And then went for a hug for me. Yeah. Hug I, for me. I, I don't know if you know this, but I interviewed Amart after Millville, after Spring Creek. Is, you know, like basically the nationally told you to not pick him anymore after, and he killed it the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. He said he's just riding it out. <laughs> right. right. And like he was like crying on this interview. Steve, yeah. We had a moment. Yeah. So as okay. much as you don't think I like Troll Train, like we have a, we have a bond. We each just, sh- card. just shook that your hands. That's bond just professionals being professional right. in the moment and putting yep. their differences aside in the moment. That's all that is. Yep. We have a bond and a, you. and a Christmas nope. card. It's just you taking the high road. Thank you. I appreciate no. that. There are many stories of rock bands. They can go out. They can perform in concert. Yep. And in a moment, those lights go down. You think Richie Sambora and John Bon Jovi liked each other? They didn't. <laughs> okay. Yep. Got it. Oh, they could, they could, you know, they could sing harmony together sure yep. but that didn't mean when the concert was over they were drinking beers together no way nope yeah. everybody hates troll train he gives, he gives everybody so much reason so much reason to hate still angry <laughs> that he's trolls taking riders to new levels in the sport God. so trolltraining.com everybody You're out of control uh great to see those guys at the races and jmart was there he was i talked we, to him we, for a while we caught jmart talking to uh pedro i old. talked to him for 15 minutes and not one word about racing just tv Oh, TV? That's oh, all we talked oh, about. Oh, just two TV professionals. Well, no. No, but it was just funny. Like, I didn't ask him about how riding's going. I didn't ask him how yeah. the, the, the bike was, not yeah. being at Star. Nothing. Right, right. Not one word about training, nothing. East Coast, nothing. Just television work. How Spring Creek was for him, how it was for me, like how wow. Supercross. Like, it was, it was I left there going, that was the most unlikely conversation in the history of A1. <laughs> I, I leave a lot of conversations with J-Mart saying this is the most unlikely conversation. <laughs> it wasn't awkward, though. <laughs> no, like, no, but yeah. J-Mart's a... Yeah, and I, I, it's probably me because right. he asked me about, like, are you going to get to do some Supercross stuff? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm selling out. You're right. I, I'm, I have no problem with the sellout thing. Like, I think you're, you think it's going to offend me. I'm good. Like, I'm a self-admitted sellout. So, no problem. Right. World championship, everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a company man. <laughs> yes, right. All right. Anything else on 450s? Nope. Nope. We're on to Oakland okay. in the mud. Uh, I want to thank the folks, of course, at Fly Racing, the LE gear. Uh, it'll probably be sold out soon, but it looks sick. And uh, if you got a uh, Husqvarna, especially, it looks really sick with those guys. Uh, so check it out at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Uh, Formula Helmet, uh, I'm in love with. It's quiet. 
It's lightweight. It's safe. JT, there's four shells? Four uh, models? Yeah, three EPS. Four shells, three EPS. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So different price points. Uh, check it out. Check out the Conehead technology. Check out the, the Rion technology. All of that stuff. Formula for helmet. It's absolutely fantastic. It's net le- next, next level. So those guys are really proud of it. And uh, and so please check that out. Thank you to Fly Racing. Renthal and Maxis, of course, on board with us. Cobo Links. Lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Uh, my buddy Austin Koba there designing them, making them all up in Idaho, and using the code PulpMX for free shipping and a discount. So get some plushness in your bike, improve your cornering, get some more confidence if you're shorter of stature, your wife or your girlfriend rides, the Koba links bolts right on and uh, will help you out. And, of course, the folks at motorsport.com, uh, OEM and aftermarket parts. Uh, their sponsor, Phil Nicoletti who we will talk about right away on here. And uh, great return policy, free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. They got street bike parts, JT, so if, you, if you're if you into that. I love street bikes. Yep. I, it's honestly too cold to ride it, but. Yep, yep. street bike guy. Be summer and, before uh, we know it. Uh, please check you it out. You think you know a guy. Yeah, you do. You think you know a guy. Yep. Motorsport.com, please check it out. And Weege, also on X. Yes, Onyx Maps, um, 600,000-plus miles of trails, public and private land, trails for dirt bikes, Jeeps, side-by-sides, mountain bikes e assist mountain mm. bikes for those who are into those mm. and of you know course I mean? hiking hunting backpacking you name it and uh this is actually developed originally um for hunting and then hiking so you know it's got to be safe you know it's got to be accurate first not a bunch of yahoo dirt bike guys it, it right. came from the hunting side so uh on x maps com or on X Off Road if you want to get the app in the app store and i uh i didn't see jeremy mcgrath there but he had it on I his did. phone I talked you to him. Some? Yeah, yep. talked yep. to him. Uh, oh, nice. Well, you know, it used to be called the Knothole Club. Now it's Brew X. Yep. But I went up there a few times, and it's just like a who's who. Right. It's unbelievable. Um, it's it's. I I feel every time I go in there, I'm like, I shouldn't be in here. Like there are way too many cool people and famous people chicken, in this place for me. Dogger. Yeah, absolutely, all of them. Yeah. yeah. I talked to Chicken. I talked to MC. I talked to. What did you talk to Chicken about? I just yelled chicken as I walked by. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't think he knows nice. who I am at all. Yeah. But I'm just like, chicken! Because yeah, yeah. nobody was talking to him. Yeah. Like, he's like by himself. Yeah, and yeah. like, this is a legend of the sport. I sent him, I texted him without even telling him who I am. I don't even know if he knows who I am either. I sent him an old He came cow- to your house like a bunch of times. Dude, that doesn't matter. Come on. It's chicken. No. <laughs> no. Weed, right? It doesn't matter. I don't, yeah, I don't. I have no idea who he knows. Uh, he doesn't either. I sent him a text with an old Cycle News win ad. And it's just like, chicken roast them. You know? Yeah. He writes, and he wrote back like a very non-politically correct response <laughs> that I can't say on air. But I'm like, but I'm like thinking to myself, does he know it's me? Like, does he just write this to anybody? Right. <laughs> so probably, probably, probably. So, anyways, probably. Good times. Uh, all right. So thanks to uh, the on next guys. Um, all right, two fifties. While the jet got it done, I was on the fly racing pit show. 5.30 we do at the stadium, and uh, Weed's jumping in late to try, to try to collect a paycheck. We'll be, we'll be docking him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that counts. JT's account? Do I get the money? Or I, I, I don't uh, pay you. Steve is the, uh, has the purse strings to that. So oh. he, he got his budget approved, and what he does from there, I, I have no say oh. over. Oh, it's actually Steve I have to make my appeal to. Yes. yes. Well, Ooh, Judge Wygant, how the tables have turned. How the tables have turned, Judge Wygant. This changes yeah, the plan of attack this, greatly. This is this is something about it's something, isn't Steve, it? Steve, oh. I have a I have a ridge line, I have blue crew, I have an intense mountain bike. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man, think about it. You got a bass? racing gear. I got a formula helmet. What more do you want? You got a bass? It? Uh, <laughs> a cat? <laughs> 
You do. You don't think he wants the money that much? Yeah, he's out. He's out. No, no. <laughs> Whatever you're paying me, it's not going to pay for a bet. Uh, but anyways, I said on a show I didn't think Jet would win because, dude, he just he didn't win his heat, and uh, I, that was before. But he made a lot of mistakes in practice. He went down. He looked shaky. The track was sketchy. Uh, I said he'd be on the podium because yep. he's that good. But, dude, the main event was just like a clinic. Like, yeah. got the whole shot. McAdoo, full props, hung in there, but just three tenths, two tenths, three tenths, two tenths, and Jet just rode perfectly. Yeah, I had your um, back on that so. call, too. I, I did not think he was going to win. I, I didn't. Uh, he There was nothing about his day other than, okay, the lap time. If you just checked in, like, say you had to work all day and you just checked in, oh, lap time's, oh, yeah, he's good. No problem. We're good. That would not give you the picture of what Jay's, Jet's day was like. Um, he just didn't look like normal Jet, and I thought he was just going to settle for a good podium result and get out of there. Um, but credit to him in the main event, he showed resolve and he showed his ability to just kind of wipe the slate clean, yeah. and it was over. Yeah, Weege, perfect ride. Yeah, he said in the press conference that um, he was just trying to not die in practice in the heat. Yep. And uh, his his motto for the day was, I just want to see Sunday. I just want to see Sunday. And I asked him about jumping the quad, which he was not doing at all. And he's like, no, I didn't jump until the second lap. I can't remember if it was either the heat or the main. He wasn't even going to attempt it in practice. Yeah, he raced. And it was a heat race, right? Okay. Uh, it kind of reminds us, once again, what makes Jet extra special. Like, he's fast and he's good and he's talented. And we've seen guys like that before. But as we always talk about, he mixes in this wiseness beyond his years. Yes, he's had a few big crashes here and there. What rider hasn't? But to literally have the idea of, like, I'm going to ride completely different at the first practices of the year where everyone's fired up and trying to make a statement and show where they're at and find out where they're at. The fact that he could just not even care and really live it, not just say he was going to do that, but do it. Take as much risk out of it as possible and then do good when it counts. I mean, that's just, it's rare for any rider, let alone how young he is. I feel like we say this all the time, but it can't be stated enough. I, I'm always and continuously blown away by the maturity in his riding. All yep. the time. Uh, his afternoon, maybe not so much. I was questioning it. But again, I was proven wrong because he's just like, he has some sort of, I don't want to say supernatural, but it, it's very rare to see someone ride with the calmness and maturity at this age. And he's getting older. So at some point we're going to have to be like, yeah, well, he should be doing this at this age. But still, he's 19, and just nothing seems to really wow. rattle him outside of Arlington last year. Shouldn't be in this class. Doesn't belong in it. Stop he's it. on another level. Stop it. And he showed. He showed. Uh, you think this is bad. You should have seen me after a few beers with Lars at the hockey game. <laughs> I think I think he's right where he needs to be. I think. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's going to make a bunch of money, and Honda's going to win he, He's moving up this summer. He's okay. four months away he, he from be, moving up. He should be moving up. Yeah. He's okay. Good. All right. Well, he rode great. He did. Uh, Forkner. Uh, I heard me, Weege, I don't know what you heard. Um, I, somebody who would know was being real coy about it after the race to me, where I'm like, I know you know. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, I know you know. And they're like, I don't know. And then... What's the subject matter? Austin Forkner's injury. Oh, okay. So I don't know. The, the silence, what I'm telling you is the silence and the denials might mean it's bad. I heard an x-ray of knee. I don't... That's a, that's a weird combination of words usually it's like mri yeah like so i don't i don't know what to do with that yeah uh, uh, but something's going on with his knee i feel bad for the dude he was fast all day fastest guy Your looks great. guy cannot get a break no cannot no. get a break we did you hear anything no the only thing i got is a zapruder film from um tom jornay do you know him 
Mm, yeah, yeah, rich, real rich guys. Oh, okay, a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had his own footage of it, and we watched it quite a bit uh, Saturday night in the hotel to try to figure out. And only through the Zapruder film. Yeah, his leg twists in some weird ways. And here's the worst part. It twisted in weird ways while he was in the air still. And it almost looks like he's already hurt in the air and then smacks down to the earth with the injured limb. Mm. Um, it's not really bad. It's horrible. It's terrible for his career, A. But, Steve, go back to this point you make. Remember when um, Tomac got hurt at Anaheim 1 2018 while leading? Yeah. And you're like, think about the Cowie dudes and Eli, the months that you're putting in. And then one freaking thing in the first race of the year, you're like, yep. Yep. Yeah. It's all done. No, I think it's about that done. a lot. Like, because the off season is a grind. I've been there yep. and you are working your balls off and the riders are doing everything. And then just boom, first race, everything. See you later. Yep. You're it's done. So, and I like most of you that are listening will know this. It's why you're listening. But the amount of work that he went through over the last, let's say, two to three months and is now poof gone. Let's assume he's seriously injured, which I don't know if he is or not, but I'm going to guess he is. It's just gone. Like all of that effort, all of those days, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's really hard to take. Yes, nobody wants to be hurt and it, it hurt, literally hurts to be injured, but the loss of all that time and effort and resource and money and another setback in your career hurts so much worse. Yeah. Yep. Bummer. Yeah. And he and looked right. some more salt in that wound. He, yes, exactly. This was the best I feel we've seen Fortner look in a while. He yeah. did get hurt last yep. year with Jet, but that was a weird. I am just trying not to get hurt. I'm not even going fast. Austin Forkner, who I don't think was gonna was poised to do a lot of damage anyway. Yep. Um, I mean, I put him on my he, fantasy team. I picked him to win the race in the fly racing yes. show. Like that's a, that should tell you right there how he looked. He looked. He was killing great. it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen him look that good right. in a long time. Even I know he did win a race last year. He was good when he came back in Atlanta, but this to me was more like the old Forkner's back. So, dude, that's gonna make it feel if he can't race. You know, in a, for a while, it's going to make it feel even worse. Because, dude, at least think of how much no, – at no point when you get hurt like that are you going to feel good. But imagine if he won a race first and at least knew where he stood. He'll have no clue where he stands. No, no. We'll wait and see what, what the injury was. Um, RJ Hampshire on a track where everyone made mistakes. He won his heat, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. He won his heat. A real low – uh, uh, event main event for him. No, nothing that I saw caught McAdoo passed him. McAdoo said he over jumped that rhythm alongside the third base going towards left field. Mm -hmm. Felt like he dislocated his elbow or stretched his elbow and then tightened up because he was favoring it. That's do you, are you so, do you want to talk crap about RJ's growth now? Is this your opportunity to talk crap about his growth? It's awesome that eight years in the class he has one race that it looks like he's changed. But let's let's give it a few races here before the old RJ comes back, or if the old RJ comes back. But, yeah, like I'm giving him props because a lot of mistakes and out there from everybody, and he looked good. He, he, did. he, he looks steady, calm. Maybe it was the LE gear, JT? I, I don't no, know. No, I'd love to take that, but it's not. Right. Uh, he, he did look great, though. That That is a track where if you're like, man, this track's going to bite the guys that are that are willing to push the limit too much. RJ, RJ fits that to a yep. bill. And my, right? so. I'm surprised it didn't bite Marty when he was walking it. Yeah. Because he's in that same category. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to his credit, man, and McAdoo, I would say, is the same. Yeah. McAdoo yeah. was also exactly the same. Where He's a guy that I'm like, oh, yeah. this track will bite you. 
Um, both of them really put in a solid, solid night. Uh, good job to both of those guys for sure. And we came in saying Jet, RJ, McAdoo, Forkner, and nothing really changed there. We all – those guys were the guys. Obviously, Forkner got hurt, but he would have been a guy. Uh, the disrespect of Mitchell Oldenburg will stop today on this podcast. Um, oh. Were you surprised to see him with the way Volan looked all day? Yeah. Oldenburg passing Absol- just straight up. He, dude, him. he was pretty far back. Yeah. And impressive. he caught Max yep. and yep. pulled away, and he's a privateer. And I was impressed. Freckle. And Freckle mm-hmm. had a good one in practice, too. He had a big one on the rhythm. Uh, speaking about – well, everybody, just about everybody went down. But, yeah, we got we got to show Freckle some respect. I'm tired of this. You know, you can never, ever, ever, ever – disrespect Tony Alessi and what that team does for performance and results. You just can't like they deliver over and over and over. He's so good at finding these guys in the seams. Like we all know that Freckle has talent and speed and is good, but everybody else had forgotten about it and given up on him. You know, he's going to try to do the same thing with a rod who he again, uh, completely forgotten about Freckle quit. He was doing fence installation in Texas. He was not yeah. going to race. He was yeah. done, not making any money, not happy. Yeah. And Tony, Tony reached out to yeah. him. Yeah. Tony reached out to him, and Tony reached out to Anthony Rodriguez. Like, um, I bet you this Cole Seeley deal, if Cole Seeley is probably going to race a little bit, you know, uh, Tony just comes up with these things, and they are always good. The performance on the track is always good. I would love to go on more rants about Freezy. We never did a pod about Freezy and Brayton at uh, Australia. I don't, I don't think anything needs to even be said. There's that part, too. But the performance part of that team, it's just they never fail. It's It's good on them, man. Tony's good at what he does. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, we shouldn't let the craziness of what went on with Mike at times overshadow the fact that they obviously know how to create some results. Tony yeah. watched a race in Brazil on his laptop where A-Rod passed Josh Hill yep. and was like, huh, he looks pretty good. <laughs> he DM'd Anthony Rodriguez. You want to ride? <laughs> it's just, Incredible. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Max Volan looked a much improved guy all day, JT. Uh, look, Oldenburg did come from a ways back to get him, but Max looks better. Looks yeah, good. awesome. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, last year's Supercross season was an absolute catastrophe, which ended an injury. Uh, so I'm good with that. You tell me he starts with a top five and looks flashy all day? No problem. I'm dialed. I feel like I'm – okay, I like Max. I think he's a good dude. Got mm-hmm. fifth overall outdoors. I like I like Lone Wolf. Yeah, I'm a big fan Lone of Lone Wolf. Wolf. Yep. Everyone talking about his Supercross being disastrous. It was. Well, yes and no. <laughs> what? It's all no. Okay. <laughs> or all yes. Sorry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put on positive Steve hat. Okay. Can I put on positive Steve hat? You can. I just don't see how. He got injured at the first round. Shoulder. Okay. First round or second round? First it was round. the first round. First round. Actually. Minneapolis. Yeah. Shoulder. Yep. Yeah. Bad injury. Is that good? Bad. Okay. But injuries happen. Okay. So we can't judge him on that. Got injured. Okay, no problem. He comes back at a triple crown. Okay. Where it's tough. Like So you're saying he's not one of the top 18 fastest riders in a in a absolutely decimated East Coast. It's tough. It's, it's not tough to for come him. in. It shouldn't be for him. He gets a bad gate pick. Why? Because he's slow? Had some crashes in the practice, but I'm saying like then he comes back at a complete mutter where there's one practice. I, I don't it's even one care. practice I don't even care about the mutter. I'm just talking about he gets so, hurt and then he comes back from that and looks awful. 
But that's it. That's I'm all I need. To, I'm just giving you some caveats. Okay. Here. There was a triple crown. Triple crown. Where you qualify on your lap time, and he didn't qualify for the night show. A top 18, Weege. Like, he is yeah, legit. But, yeah. you know, he is okay. legit. And then the next race is a mutter with one qualifier. I don't care about the, the I'm not even talking about the mutter. I'm just talking about, like. So you're, just, you're saying he had a terrible race he, off one race? His whole, his whole Supercross season was catastrophic. There's just some reasons for it. It doesn't matter. There's always a reason. You either are huh. too slow, huh. you crash, your bike breaks. There, there's always a reason. There was a reason I wasn't Supercross champion. I wasn't good enough. Like, there's always going to be a reason. All right. It wasn't good. I'm like, just, I'm, I'll take my positive Steve hat off. Listen, but I was I'm just... positive right now. He looked great this year. Like, that is a huge difference from year over year. I'm, I'm very, very happy with what I saw from Max because Bowen yesterday. Because his first year in Supi was going well was fine. until he got hurt. It was fine. He was a top 10 guy. Yep. Right? Agreed. So He wasn't last year. But there were okay. All right, you he know wasn't what? though. I vowed to just. I know. I, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just being realistic. I just vowed. Oh, I was <laughs> waiting. I thought it was going to be broken right here. You did it, Steve. You're, you grab the stick. You're pulling out of the nosedive. I, I, I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying oh he was good. It, it wasn't good. Nobody's but, saying he's an a hole. It, just <laughs> no, was, no, it was just no, a really no, bad year. Nobody is talking about his personality. I'm not. Uh, yes, we're not saying that. But. I'm just giving you some reasons. Yeah, no. Like, you I know. know. I just, but, like, it's it's really hard to find a lot of upside from his Supercross season last year. He bounced back nicely in the summer. Like, I really thought he did a good job of putting right. that to the side, forgetting about it, and remembering who he was as a racer, and now we're, we're back. Like, he's good. Uh, I'm just trying to find him here in the Supercross points. Oh, my God. He yeah. didn't have any. Okay. All right. We need to move on, boys. Okay, all right, moving on. Uh, it's a New Year's resolution. Enzo Lopes, fastest in the first qualifier. Who had that? And then in the main was 10th, 8th, whatever, early on, and got all the way up to 6th. Yep. And I had another rider, a factory rider, tell me today that he didn't think Enzo Lopes was this good. <laughs> I wanted him on my fantasy team, and I'm like, man, that's, gonna, that's fool's gold. It's going to burn me. It's fool's gold. And then I watched the last qualifying session, and he was like there, and I watch him put in a lap, and he goes to sixth again. I'm like, that's enough. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And he ends up sixth. He, he was great. Pulp MX sticker deal. Still on great his day, helmet. Great day. Great yeah. night. Still supported by Pulp MX. That's awesome. Um, good job, Enzo Lopes, uh, Weech. That was awesome. Uh, awesome. I mean, this is a top Yamaha. really stacked yeah. class. Um, the amount of riders, you know, that are good. And then he was, I think he was really fast. He was flirting with the top in the untimed or the freeze practice, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Also. Then he backed it up. He, I mean, dude, Jet Lawrence is there. Austin Forkner is there. McAdoo, Hampshire. We talked about how good these guys are. These are established guys. He was the fastest. And that is not a factory team. He was the fastest guy. Mm -hmm. And in the main, he blew the start. I saw him make a mistake uh, early, which kind of cost him. Um, but it didn't. I, I kind of am with you, JT. You often see that, especially in the 250 class, where next thing you know, somehow the guy gets 19th um, after the day was going so well. The yeah. result was pretty good. But if you're if you are a Club MX and you're looking at your team and somebody tells you, hey, you guys are gonna go six and eight and oh, God. Monster Star Yamaha is gonna go seven and nine, you're okay. good. Like you're you're oh, totally, yeah. totally fine with that outcome, right? You're like you're you're stoked. Yes. Maybe you want a better than six, but like you have to be ha very happy with how A one went. Christian Craig was second oh. fastest in the first unseated untimed. Okay, second, my second. bad. Yep, okay. second, second was one. Um yeah, great job. Uh, Lopes, really good. I mean, he caught and passed his brother-in-law like his brother-in-law was tied to a to an anchor. Mm-hmm. 
But Phil did say to me in the day, I said, hey, what are you going to be happy with? I'll be happy with an eighth. <laughs> and I said, all right, well, I agree. That eighth is good opener. What if Enzo beats you? He should beat me. He's flying. And, yeah, Phil called it. So I thought both of them rode really well because Phil looked like absolute crap in the afternoon. We, we said he we, – we came to his truck. Remember when Wyndham just decided to hang it up? Yep. We thought Phil was going to do that. Did anybody ask Kerry Hart about – Nicoletti. Well, we, we made the hard we, joke. We, we made, made the hard right, joke. Perfect. Don't worry. Nice. We made the hard joke. Nice. Don't worry. We, we threw That's it in my there. Favorite one. Yep. We threw it in there. We <laughs> thought that like Wyndham, Phil was just going to be like, "That's enough." Twenty first fastest. Yep. <laughs> Not good. But Phil, when the lights come on, Phil shines. Yeah, you got it done. Uh, Styles, first on time practice. Styles looked amazing, I thought, and then had a big one, and then kind of never got it back from there. And then his old shot button popped off, I guess, because he's a good starter, and he his start was starter. garbage. Yep. So uh, both him and Kitchen were just – they were just, eh, Weege. Rode off the track, rode their bike straight to the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not have to face Bobby. Right. I mean, I was worried about this for that team because they have nothing but championship expectations ever. Now they've become a victim of their own success, right, because Nichols, Craig, and Cooper – I've all had to move up or move to other teams because they've won Supercross titles. So eventually – you lose that many, and then Ferrandis before that. You lose four or five studs on your team in a two-year span. You're going to have to rebuild. But I don't know if this team understands rebuilding. It's yeah. Kind of like me well, being a New York Yankees fan. I, like you're never allowed to have a sub 500 I, season. You can't. You I, have to be good every year always. I asked one of them, "Did you get yelled at?" And they said, oh. I, "I left before I got yelled at." Yeah, I made a note for my podcast, basically saying like this would be an an okay night. You could just chalk it up day one, but you can on that team because the expectations are too high. They're all like yeah. they don't know what this feels like. You'd have to go back ten years for them to know yep. what this kind of night feels like. Yeah, yep. But you're asking Kitchen, who has raced. It's crazy to think this. What two main events? Yeah, or do you only have one? No, he never made the he never made the Dallas. Oh. Yeah, so this is second main so event. This ever. is his second main event ever, right? Yeah. So you like you want to temper the expectations, but like I like we're saying, they don't. They don't accept ninth place finishes. How about the press conference? They were like, uh, you know, hey, if it keeps raining, you're from Washington, like this should be great. And he's like, I don't like the mud. <laughs> yeah, I just like fishing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Philip gets eighth, ditched out of media obligations after the race, Weege. Mm. So, you uh, know what doesn't really help um, when he does poorly in practice is this. Uh, sports psychology where they recommend then every person you know coming by to visit and then telling you how horrible you are and are you going to retire I mean everybody was sharing these control train told us <laughs> yeah, that he said hey maybe this is it maybe you need to hang it up we made the joke um, right and think about how many other Thomas, people think how many Thomas other Victor was yeah. over there how many other all people making the joke right, that right. Phil you suck <laughs> it's a good point like yeah, this is that sports psychology this is a high level professional sport where yeah. the mental edge is everything and because he's our friend, we all just. But could you imagine? Like, he, I him. mean, Coy, rest in peace. Like, I'm sure he just loved that, right? Just a hammer fill. Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I feel like. Oh. oh. Remember when Leroy Lee McCollum became Phil's mechanic for a year at JGR? And Leroy, like, tried to treat it like a oh, professional would. Yeah. And tried to shield him <laughs> yeah, from all the yeah. negativity. Yeah. He told you. He's like, I can't believe you guys, right? That's what he was saying. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, once once people start telling you this, it goes to your head. They start telling you you suck, and you start thinking you suck. Like, I need to surround him with positivity. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't think it's possible. Like it's coming from all angles. Yeah, Evie Evie Ferry uh, used to get so mad at me because I would be like, "Man, this track sucks," I, and I, I I was being too negative. She's like, "You you you're not gonna be allowed around here if you keep this up." And I'm like, "All right, all right, I'll tone it down." 
But yeah. Yeah. No, Leroy probably has a point, but he's we've talked about this black cloud and E or Phil and he he does it too. So I don't know. He's yeah. he's the worst about it. Like he's the worst about having a yeah. negative attitude. Right. Like he, right. If he's going to blame anybody, blame himself. Right. An eighth is good for our buddy Philip yeah, for sure. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And that I think that's he showed an ability to overcome a really crappy day and still get a top 10. You know, Enzo was, again, I paid more attention to Enzo last year than probably a lot of people did because I gave him some money and he ran a pulp sticker. And he had he had a few bike issues in main events that I don't think were made up. Like I was talking to Phil about it too. So he had a couple main events with bike issues. And then he had this numbness in his arm that they thought it was, um, what's the shit in your elbow, JT? Tendonitis? Yeah. but Tennis then elbow? But then, and then there's something in, there's a canal in your wrist. Uh, uh, that the nerve goes through. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, like they thought it was all of this stuff and it wasn't, and they figured it out it was something else, and he got it fixed. Point is, is like he had physical stuff going on last year. He had a couple bike problems, and he still was a fifth, sixth, seventh place guy, right? So maybe this is something. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I I have nothing but respect for Enzo. He's looked great for a year now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anybody who has any doubts, okay, do you think he's the fastest guy? That's probably not something you should buy into, but yeah. do you, should we expect for him to be top eight all year? Yes, you should. What's the saying about um, Happy Gilmore? Like 360 more days, four days till hockey season? No. Uh, oh, no. It's a dodgeball. You dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I don't know how that relates, but uh, yeah, that's the you saying. Go, you go fastest in one practice, you can go fastest in okay. another. Got it. You did it once. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Weed, you got to go. We're going to finish up the top ten here in the two of these, but you got to go. So, uh, Oakland, yep. Oakland this weekend, another mutter. Is it going to rain, Weed? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to. I got to see this one. I mean, like I. It doesn't say, look good. It's already so no. screwed from the get go. Yes, it, it looks bad on top of that. Well, it's not even that. My golden rule is: I don't care what the weather is all week, as long as it doesn't rain the day of the race. Yep. They can salvage, but it looks like it's going to rain the day of the race. This is hopeless. I, I don't think there's any way out. I talked to a Dirtworks guy. They're going to keep the same layout they told me and just build a bunch of three footers. So they are, they're already taming this track. Down. They also have a problem because they had a Monster Jam race there last night, so the tarps are already off and it's soaked. Yeah. So there's not a lot like. What saved Anaheim was they built it and covered it, and then just the base was was wet, which they can, you know, that's what caused all these Except problems. Except for the whoops after the bridge, which are obviously kept dry for the entire right, time. Right, right. But this dirt is already soaked. Yeah. So we're starting from a really bad situation. It's supposed to rain all weekend into the weekend. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to be helping with race day live next weekend. I'll probably be standing in three feet of mud. That, that's just how it goes, but we'll see. Yep. All right, Weege, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, and yep. uh, Anaheim 1 review, that is uh, Jason Wygat. Thanks, buddy. See you in Oakland. All right. Uh, that's Weege. JT will quickly run this down. Derek Kelly, 10th. Last year was his breakout year. Uh, he had been frustrating Pulp Mex fantasy owners did for a long him? time. I did not. I did. And he is back to being solid, just like he was last yep. year and, on that and team. Derek Kelly used to be a, a no pick for me, no matter what. Yes. Um, but uh, I've come around. He was good all day. He did have some crashes, whatever. But when I looked at the field, it wasn't that deep. Wasn't that impressed by the field. And I feel like he looks at this field now as like, I should be top 12 no matter what. At a four, I was good with it. So. Uh, Dylan Walsh picked him. Kiwi. Yep, 11th, Qualified 12th, I think. Finished 11th. Privateer kid. Really good job for Great Dylan starter. Walsh. Great starter. Yep. Got like third in his heat. Yeah, he was, in his yeah, heat, he was like that. crushing the heat. Yep. Uh, good job for that. Derek Drake, 12th. Uh, A-Rod, 14th. A-Rod got better as it went on. Um, he was really – I think he was 10th fastest in the untimed practice. Did and you then, watch his timed practice, though? He was so pissed. 
Oh, oh my was? God, he yeah. was so pissed because he got fourth yep. in his session. Yep. And he was getting beat by, like, guys he shouldn't. And he was furious. Yep. Furious. But then he was quickest. Uh, the next one. No, that was the final one. The final one. He was fourth? Yeah, he's oh. so mad. Okay. He was quickest in his second one then. He was fastest okay. at one time. He was that? second, but yeah. the last one, he was yeah. like so. And the track was really good, which yep. I knew he he knew the time would count. Uh, Yeah. Robbie Wageman, 15th on the uh, Bar X Suzuki, Sanford, Hunter Yoder. Yoder was fastest. Yoda was good one. all day. Yep. yep. Jerry made the main event. Still a no pick zone for you? Yeah, yeah, I don't pick him. I don't even see him on my sheet. Like, I don't care what his handicap is. None yep. of that matters. It doesn't right. mean I'm not rooting for him. I don't mm-hmm. care how he does. I just right. am not going to subject myself to Do you know anything about Hunter Cross? Because I was yeah, asking somebody. He works fly. Okay. Yeah, Yamaha kid forever. He was a really good amateur. Didn't really like have the breakout amateur career, but super fast. Um, I was cheering for him last summer to, to qualify a few times. Didn't make it. This was his first main event ever. And it was like, crazy chaos to get in but he got it done yeah good job dylan schwartz i didn't notice schwartz too much uh, not a great supercross guy and i uh, didn't notice him too much hunter schlager back in the main event and then of course forkner so there we go uh anything else on the from the race uh opening ceremonies that was weird they, I, I didn't see a lot of it okay so, so they again sell out um i was tearing down the fly set they, they brought they introduced three 250 riders all at once okay. so it was rj Max, Jet, yep, odd combo, but mm-hmm. sure, no PC guy. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so they didn't did that. Didn't have them ride out, but introduced them. Okay, and then did ten to five four fifty guys with just rattling off their names. Okay, Chase Sexton, uh, Dylan Fernandez, blah 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 blah, or maybe not Dylan, but whoever was five to ten, and then introduced five to one with only short little videos, none mm. of those skits or anything. Mm. And then we were fireworks and we were going. I don't like that. We had no hot lap, which maybe the conditions were that. We had no prolonged introduction. Yeah, I, like the, I like the videos. Yeah. I like the we, production. Yeah, we had none of that. It was like, let's just go. Let's just get get, get through this thing or something. It was really weird. I think, it, they, you know, they, they didn't start on time. They were doing mm-hmm. the Mickey Thompson thing. They yeah. did the Eli. T- maybe they were just like, hey, man, we got. I was, I was still in the pits, and I'm like, are they going to start this thing? It was like 640. Yeah. And I'm like, man, yeah. I haven't missed anything yet. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be just because they were running so late. Hey, let's condense ceremonies and do that or something. I don't know. The mic cut out for the national anthem. Oh, Lurch started singing. Then, then the mic. <laughs> did, no way. Yeah, yeah. No Lurch, way. Yeah, Lurch, the mic cut out. Oh, wow. Crowd didn't start singing. Lurch started singing. The crowd picked it up. Then the girls' mic came back oh, on. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine the show office? Uh, no. Right. No. So, uh, good job for Lurch. Somehow, saving the day. It was just a weird... Like, Anaheim won. I'm jaded. You're not. I'm jaded. But I still get excited for the first opening ceremonies of the year. What? I'm but, jaded? No, I'm jaded. You're not. Oh, I yeah, said I'm you're not. not. Okay, you're I'm still sorry. into I'm it. Sorry. You yep. still like it. Yep. I'm like, I'm going to see this 17 times this year. I don't really care. But the first few rounds, I'm into it. Okay. And I was not into it because I'm like, this is weird. This is odd. This is not what I thought for a kickoff of Supercross opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're running behind and it was muddy, so no parade lap. Maybe they'll fix all that. Thankfully, the Super racing weird. was insanely good. Yeah. So nobody cares. Right. Like that 450 main event. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying like fans, right? If they're leaving yeah. and they're raised, they're like, opening ceremonies are let down, the races are boring. That's not what you want because people are like, eh, man, I spent yeah. a lot of money. That was this worth it? If yeah. you were there for the 450 main, you got your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, great. End race. of story. Yep, great racing. That's why I've said this before: two-stroke era made for better racing because there were mistakes, and we saw mistakes, and now we see mistakes at Anaheim One because of the track, not because of the machines 
and that allows for passing and excitement and and everything else. So um, I don't know how you fix that. You really don't in a four-stroke era where you can jump 80 feet from a stop standstill. Really can't do anything about it. But it was great racing. Yes, it was fantastic. 250 main, not so much, but 450 main was unbelievable. All right. uh, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Anything else? Is that it? Okay. Thank you to Fly Racing. Uh, Motorsport, Coba Links, Renthal, Maxis, Onyx, all on board with us. As are you people, we'll be here each and every uh, Sunday or Monday trying to review this thing. Thanks for listening. Thanks, JT. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.